This is the European edition of Breaking Banks, the world's number one fintech podcast and radio show. We bring you the European unicorns, startups, founders, regulators and leaders innovating the rapidly evolving fintech scene today. A truly localized podcast with both English and local language content with some of the world's most well-known hosts and influencers in the fintech sector globally. Join us every week as we explore what makes the European Union a phenomenal proving ground for many of the fastest growing fintech plays in the world today. Okay, let's roll. Welcome to the Breaking Banks Europe number one global fintech radio network. This is episode 206 for the mini series Money Under 20 Meet the Industry Player. I'm Elizabeth Kleinfeld, and today we have Alicia Toscano from Clay. So we started the year with a mini-series about how kids are dealing with their finances, and Matteo and a few college students talked about their experiences. So before we wrap up the year, we'd like to understand a kid's journey a little bit earlier on. Today, we have an industry player talking about kid, how kids are currently learning about this subject, what their options are, and how Clay does it. So let's jump right in. How do kids learn about their finances, Alicia? Thanks for having me here. Right now, kids learn about their finance mostly through their parents. The problem is that many parents don't know about finance themselves, creating therefore a negative loop. It's been estimated that almost 50% of parents don't have enough financial knowledge to educate their kids. So the problem should also be solved maybe in schools, but we haven't found many countries where finance is actually a topic in school, therefore creating a problem. Wow, that is a big problem. I mean, if 50% of the parents don't know, how are they going to help their kids? Um, so is there a way that you can make teenagers handle their money better? Can you give them a bank account or budgeting tools? Not at the moment. So there are many solutions in the market that allow them to have their own personal account, even if they're very young, or there are budgeting tools that allow allow them to save money. But uh, what we currently do is really giving them the knowledge on how to how things work in the world. Let's give some concrete examples here. If you need to save your money to buy your next shoes or your next dress or a book or a game, you want to know how long it's going to take to do so, what you can do, what are the websites where you can save more, what are the options you have. This is what we do. We create educational content in the form of videos. There are TikTok or Instagram style, so more like trends or content that teenagers are currently used to be watching every day. And uh, we also allow them with through a reinforce uh, paradigm, so through the reinforcement learning paradigm, to um, know more and want to know more by learning and uh, by earning prizes. So if they nice. earn something every time they have uh, learned something that will uh, allow them to even want to know more and use the platform mm -hmm. even more. So I, I know that you talked about a European committee study um, that shows that there's certain countries in the EU where, you know, their the learning or the kids' knowledge on financial literacy is less. Can you talk a little bit about your um, first market and you know, why you think that the younger generations have, um, yeah, aren't monitoring their finances or not seem not interested in it. 
Yeah, definitely. So we started from Italy, not just because it's the country where we're from, but also because according to the European Committee, uh, Italy is one of the countries within Europe with the lowest financial knowledge. And um, some other countries in Europe have scored much better, such as the Netherlands or Germany, and some really worse, such as Italy or Spain, for instance. And therefore, we want to help them right where it's mostly needed. We also have saw that a lot of people do not really monitor money. So a lot of millennials or Gen Z people, and uh, most of them also learn and trust only their friends and family when it's about financial knowledge. They don't really look it up. Uh, they wouldn't know where to. Therefore, we they want know to, where to start. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And uh, that's why we want to help them with a platform where they can find uh, some help uh, regarding all the financial and economics topics. I think you had mentioned like some scary figures, like 35% of Gen Z, you know, don't monitor their finances at all. And 25% of the kids are, you know, learning from one another. Um, and, and that might lead to them doing some kind of crazy things, taking some bets um, that they shouldn't be. And I, I know you'll tell us a little bit more about some um, shocking ones that you saw in the future. So, um, you know, what are some of the uh, main costs of debt among young people. So really, this is, if you're not able to help them in time where, where you are, so what are the you know things that you might see when they're in their 20s? Yeah, so they can encounter, um, they could go through higher interest debts and higher interest rates, so they can have uh, disadvantages on, uh, in their future life. So they can think that uh, there are no options for them to save more money. So they will not go and ask for the right uh, interest. So they will maybe leave their money on their bank accounts rather than investing them. So this is something we want to work on. We want to give the tools to teenagers to know what they have to do so that in the future they will handle more money, they will have less problem. Because at the moment they don't earn much, we know that. They mostly mostly get money from their parents or some little jobs they might do over summer and so on. But uh, when they'll have more money, that can represent a bigger risk. And I think it's it's so great if kids can learn now at a younger age, you know, that you shouldn't buy things you can't afford because um, that'll help them in, in the future. You know, like there's so much FOMO out there with social media. If you can use it in a positive way um, to, to give them rewards, like you were saying, that I think would be great. So you know, in the positive way, what is working at the moment? Well, definitely teenagers want to feel related to the content. They don't want to like, they don't want to only hear about finance because for them, finance is boring. It's not a topic they will look for. They will look up. Therefore, we want to make the content more approachable to them. We want to use a friendly tone of voice that doesn't make them feel judged or that doesn't make feel like someone is talking a different language than they are. Um, we don't also want to tell people what to think. We want to have them to have the right tools and act independently and own their future. And of course, uh, as I mentioned, being relatable on the content and engaging with them in a relatable way is what really helps. And also that's what we do with our videos and our games. And the feedback that we got after our our live events is very clear. They get bored when things are taught to them in a cool way. 
Uh, and they have more fun when they watch a TikTok video that explains the exact same thing, just with a younger face and a, a friendlier tone of voice. So, you know, attention span is definitely an issue. So helping them learn in the way that they can hold their, that you can hold their attention and kind of excite them. Like you've said in the past, uh, playing a game where they do have a chance to win, all that kind of stuff, that works. What age group do you think is the most important to like get started with all this? Well, in terms of education, the sooner the better. However, as we mentioned, kids don't generally start having a lot of money. But the best moment to start, according to me, would be when they start to handle their money. So when their parents give them first couple of euros to buy an ice cream or a snack, or where they say, okay, this is your money for today, make sure you can buy this and do some uh, and can survive the day, that is the moment they should start to learn about the basic of financial education. So they need to start understanding what's the value of money and how they can make the most out of it. So like if they receive an allowance, helping them understand, you know, this allowance is going to, let's say it's a weekly or a lead or a monthly allowance, this is going to help you get through the rest to get the things that, you know, you like, but you can't get them all at once. Absolutely. And I mean, allowance is not uh, a too common topic in some countries. So in some countries, many kids don't receive their allowance regularly. Uh, for instance, in some other countries, such as the Netherlands, Germany or the UK, um, kids get uh, 10 money earlier compared to other countries such as Italy or Spain as well. Um, and also uh, the time when they get it first is also very different. They can happen at eight years old. They can, hap they can happen at uh, maybe 15 or 13 years old. So but that is a big difference. After, yeah. Absolutely. And also the amount of money they get over time increases, right? So if they're maybe eight, they would just get a couple of euros. But if they're around 18, they get definitely more, more than 10, 20 euros per, per month or week. So it's really depending uh, also on their needs. So if they go to university, they will start having more needs and they will need to spend more money. So why did you decide that this was going to be the problem that you're going to tackle? You know, I always ask that question. Why are you the ones to solve this problem? So let us know. Definitely. So, I mean, we, the founders of Clay, we were exactly like these kids. We didn't have enough knowledge about financial education because we didn't get it from our families. And therefore, we thought this is a common problem. Must It shouldn't be just us uh, fighting against the world. Uh, there will be a lot of teenagers uh, facing the same issue. And schools don't really solve this problem. And most of the families don't have enough ad advanced knowledge uh, to really educate us. And we had to look for sources, reliable sources to get this knowledge. And we, what we could find were really uh, websites or platforms where everything was written so difficult. It was also difficult to, for us to learn. Mm -hmm. And we really care about this because we were the first one having the same issue. And that's why we want to be the last one as well. That'd be great because I, I know I used to work for one of the big banks here in the Netherlands. And, you know, even 10 years ago, we were looking at how to deal with financial literacy. And it just seems like still there are not enough solutions out there. Um, and I, I'm really hoping, you know, 10 years ago, I don't think we we were um, having the little video formats and the things where there was gamification, but now it's really evolved. So I think it's very exciting what you're doing. Um, so 
you know, before they get to be 20, that is the right moment to start handling all of this. Can can you talk about what could happen if they don't start to learn about this, you know, when they get in their 20s? What what kind of things could we see? Yeah, so maybe I can bring a real example here. So we were talking to teenagers and we found out that one of them had asked their families to sell their house uh, and to invest all of the money in crypto. Definitely, this is something we want to avoid. People are not informed enough on the risks and the dangers of investing in certain things or what happens if you do so. So it's really um, an important topic to tackle because as you can see, really it can impact your child's house. Uh, therefore, I think it's very relevant for them to know that there's a danger. And currently there's a lot of platforms where they encourage teenagers to uh, invest more, crypto is great, but they also need to know what the dangers are behind it. Absolutely. I mean, um, the so you do have content on the dangers of crypto? Absolutely. We also uh, are planning to evolve even more our products and offer even more contents on crypto specifically, but we tackle many other topics on our platform. Almost reminds me of tulip mania, this whole thing with the crypto influencing. You know, if you're going to sell your house to, to buy crypto, it's like there was a um, example in tulip mania where somebody is buying a tulip for the same amount of a house on one of the canals in Amsterdam. So it just can be totally crazy. Um, NFTs, all that kind of stuff. So, you know, you were trying to raise now and tell us a little bit about that raise so that the investors that are listening can get in touch with you after and, and hear more about what you're going to do. Definitely. So we're currently raising for our seed round approximately 1 million euro. Um, we are very excited to use this money to grow our product. So we want to add uh, enhance our experience by adding new videos, by adding new games, and also having the possibility to expand in more countries. As I mentioned, we're starting from Italy, but we would like to expand the same paradigm all around the world because nice. what the only... The only thing that's missing is just the language to actually expand the videos and bring them in the rest of the country. So what do they see now that, you know, later you're going to add on to? Yeah. So what we, we would like to add will really be the possibility to um, understanding what your options are. If you, for instance, want to buy your first motorbike or your first car, should you ask for a leasing? Should you ask for a debt? Should you ask for a mortgage? What are the options there? What allows you to have the lowest interest to pay? Or for instance, uh, if you have, if you want to make Christmas presents, how much should you spend for your uh, present to your relatives and friends and family? I think you even told me you have something about pensions already. Exactly, because it's very yes. important to start very young, uh, because you can pay less interest over time, and it's really advantageous for you. So uh, we also want to raise awareness on this topic as well. I heard a startup that talked about. Well, if you don't go to Starbucks or, you know, one of the coffee houses uh, once or twice a week and you put that money towards investing that, you know, over 20 years, it, it could be amounting to almost $200,000. I mean, it's crazy. Um, so, yes, I can imagine that this kind of content is very important for them to understand and find comparable ways to understand that. So what, what types of videos are you planning for the future? 
Yeah, so for instance, one of the videos we have in our pipeline would be about, are you familiar with the butterfly effect? So no. the Okay, it's the concept where a butterfly in Africa can cause a tornado in California. So wow. basically, that's how current, uh, currently financial markets are impacted by all the type of current events that there are, be it the pandemic, the war between Ukraine and Russia, or more currently, the war between Israel and Palestine. So the real main taking here is that if you have patience, you can see how the markets can correct over time. But not just that, we're also planning to add more contents on the dangers of sports betting, because it's nice. a, a very big misconception about teenagers. And if they spend a few years on the sports betting, they will become rich. Actually, that's uh, statistic proof that that's not true. So they need the to be well informed about that. Absolutely. So like that money that they're putting towards the sports betting, they could put that instead towards saving up for their pension or saving for, you know, the gap year type of things or, or stuff like that. Exactly. That would be the best. So um, I've heard in the past that you're thinking of some banking products. Um, you know, is is that something that you might do directly or with partners? What are, what are your thoughts there? That's a good question. So our platform, as you can see, is a, our final product is a B2C product since we show videos to teenagers. However, we would like to sell our product to through banks or financial institutions so that actually our model is a B2B model because currently banks do have the possibility to uh, connect uh, with their digital accounts, so the teenagers' digital accounts, to their banking products. But what they don't have is the educational platform. So I think that connecting the two parts would represent the best so that they will first learn and then also manage their money as well. Fantastic. And so that could help them to save something, you know, for that concert ticket or yeah. that motorbike or, that you were talking about exactly. earlier. They could, they could understand how many months they need to do that. What's the best way to nice. do that? And who are your partners currently? So we do have different partners, uh, mostly on the uh, banking, financial, economic industry. Uh, their goal, uh, as uh, as ours as well, is to bring valuable content to young people with the aim of helping them grow independently and to also offer content that the government is currently not thinking about. For instance, mm -hmm. we are strong partners with FEDOV, is the financial education um, institution in Italy that delivers contents to school to teenagers. Nice. So being their partners, we can do it in a more fun and engaging way. And so my kids are now in their mid-20s. If they had been working with you for five to 10 years before they went to university and had to take out a loan, how do you think you could have helped them? Well, definitely they would be more aware of the possibilities that they are. For instance, they could negotiate better interest rates, or maybe they could have even saved more money uh, just by listening to the tips that we give on our platform. And you know, let's say they wanted to have a gap year before going to university. Is that something that you could cover or have you done something like that? Absolutely. Especially if they want to travel, they can find a lot of tips and tricks on our platform that allow them to save more, identify the periods where they have to book so that they can save more money. So definitely there's something also for them. 
And would any of your modules of content cover things like owning a house or do you find that too far out of scope for this age group? Well, definitely. Um, as we mentioned, we also already talk about pensions. So we already are a bit ahead in the content that kids can uh, read. And definitely we are planning to expand this as well. So learning the basics will definitely help people know more about the future plans, such as mortgage. Um, so definitely it's also something we can add more specific later on as long as our audience grows. Well, thank you so much, Alicia. I really believe that Education around finances is so important. I, I call it financial literacy. And if we don't get this right, we're setting our our children up to be dodging, you know, the debt collectors basically, and then not having a life of financial security, which we do want um, the future generation to have. So I, I've seen in the past, you know, there's a correlation at, at work and someone's performance at work if they have debt and don't know how to manage their finances. They just don't perform as well. And it is really a big burden for them. So we'd like to, you know, address this before it becomes a burden so that they see that there are other ways. So thank you so much for, for helping us to, to see these other ways. Is there anything else that we missed that you want to say before we sign off? Yeah, I would say that if you want to scan the QR code here, um, if you're interested in learning more about Cleo investing, uh, please scan it and reach out to us. And thank us, thanks a lot, Elizabeth, for having us here. Well, thank you so much for joining. That uh, ends this round that we started at the beginning of the year, uh, all about the subject. So thank you for um, letting us end on a really good note. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Breaking Banks Europe, a Provoke Media podcast in cooperation with Fintech Stage. Don't forget to tweet us out, shout out, or post to the team at Breaking Banks EU on Twitter. If there's something or someone you'd like to hear on our cast, let us know. See you next week on Breaking Banks Europe.